0: Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Your host, as always, is Fred. Our desire is to encourage, exhort, and educate on biblical prayer through this podcast. The mission of the podcast is to help everyone God allows us to help achieve a growing, biblical, dynamic, and satisfying prayer life. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can reach us at prayer at gmail.com. If you would like, you can make a positive review wherever you get your podcast. That would be appreciated. Welcome to today's episode of Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast.
1: Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast again. My name is Fred and I do appreciate you joining up. Uh, today we're going to do an, a devotional episode which actually includes a modest prayer suggestion. And that prayer suggestion might help you, as it has helped me, have a more calmer and peaceful soul and mind. It's kind of a remarkable thing, and but we'll go over that and. And look into that before we begin, though I did uh, we do need to do a little business. I'm hoping to do this episode and then another full episode on the psalms in prayer, and then at least one more devotional in the next three days. I do have one more medical procedure, and I'm not sure how long it's going to take me to recover well. Uh, at least one more at this point in time and I'm not sure how long it's going to take me to recover so I would like to get those in place so that if I did need to take a week off there would be some content uh, for the next couple of weeks and then the plan is to work the next six episodes will prayerfully work like this though we will do after the full episode on the Psalms in prayer. We will do a an introductory episode of the four elements of prayer. And then we'll do an uh, an episode on each of the elements. And then the plan is to do one more episode on how prayer demonstrates our faith. And we want to take, take, tackle that in in depth because it's, for me, I think I've told you once before, a long time ago, it's kind of a new revelation for me that that's the case, and it is the case. So we want to go over that in some depth. So those are the plans for the future weeks. For tonight, though, we do live, we know we live in a volatile period of time, at least in our culture. And this isn't the first time that we've had this kind of volatil- volatility with the, in the United States. And if the Lord tarries, it won't be the last but this is a new age in that the issues that cause consternation for us are all around us all the time because of the way the media is at how we receive our media now we have at all times the whatever's going on is going on around us in fact we have to work to not get that to happen. So if your concern is political, there's political things that you could be worried about. If your concern is social, there's social things that we can be worried about. If it's the, the church and God's protection of the church, there's certainly that all over the world, and we hear about those things all the time. And for people, we, there's concerns. For nations, there's concerns. Like I mentioned, we do have to purposefully avoid that if we want to avoid it at all. And that adds to our our own soul. That takes away peace from our own souls because we have not only what's going on, but the fact that we hear about it almost immediately all the time now. And so our temptation as Christians right now is to be in a continual state of turmoil in our hearts and our minds. Now, I have face that challenge as well in my life. This happened about five years ago now. I have had two people tell me that I was becoming a grumpy old man. Now the first guy that mentioned that to me was actually about 25 years older than I am. And when he mentioned it, I, I listened to him and kind of took it a little with a grain of salt, just kind of thinking it was his his outlook. And once he told me that, we were meeting and talking, once he told me that, a few days later my daughter told me that, that I was becoming a grumpy old man. Now the principle is, at least my principle is, if one person says something about you, it may be one way or another, and if more than one Person says that about you it's there's probably some truth to it but if two people independently of one another who love you and both of those uh, people loved me one was my friend Jack and like I said the other was my daughter if they tell you something it's probably best to consider it and to consider it seriously and I was doing that for a few days And I was at work, and I needed to call a different department to help me out with the situation. And so I called that department, and I talked to the guy. We had a misunderstanding. He was misunderstanding the circumstances, and I was misunderstanding why or how he could be misunderstanding what I had told him. But it turned out we were both ill-informed, and neither really had any ill intent at the beginning of the conversation. But as I was asking him to help me, and he was telling me no, he couldn't, I began to get irritated. I don't know that I said anything out loud, but at least in my mind, I thought, you are just lazy, and you don't want to do your job. And, of course, the conversation escalated and escalated until finally I said to him, OK, I'm going to let you go. Actually, I probably said, I'm going to hang up on you now, and I'm going to f- call back and find someone who will help me. And I did. And in the subsequent subsequent conver- uh, conversation I had, I realized what had happened. And I don't know if I had said said something to set the other guy off or if he was just kind of in the same mood I was, but our conversation did escalate to the point that I told him and I hung up on him and called back. The other person in the department happened to be a a young woman. She helped me do what I needed to do, explained where the miscommunication was. We got taking care of the customer that I was uh, wanting to take care of and that happened about two hours before the end of my work shift and it ruined the whole rest of the day for me i mean i was in a foul mood uh, it didn't come across to customers i don't think anyway But i just kept and you know how you run things in your mind well i should have said this and next time i'll say that and i should have said this sort of thing I kept running those those scenarios through my mind, and I got off of work, and I headed home, and it was still bothering me as I was driving home. So it's basically ruined my whole afternoon. And as I'm driving home, I get about halfway home, and then I think to myself, you know, the the really sad part, the hard part is, he did not give me the benefit of the doubt. Now, I know that you're reasonable, smart people, especially if you're listening to this podcast. That's a joke. Not a joke, but a funny, because you are smart. But the evidence isn't because you listen to this podcast, obviously. So you can figure out, when I said to myself, that guy did not give me the benefit of the doubt, you can hear the irony in that, because you already know... I did not give him the benefit of the doubt, right? My first thought was, you're just lazy and you don't want to do your job. And so I began to ponder that and I began to pray about that because I do have to admit that I had had and sometimes do have now, that kind of grumpy old man attitude well up in my heart, well up in my soul. And As I say what I'm going to say next, I'm waving my fist in the air. I, I label it kind of that grumpy old man, get off my lawn, you young whippersnappers kind of attitude that just wells up and is unreasonable or can be unreasonable, which makes you a grumpy old man. And so I began to think about that, and then I began to pray about that, like I said, and as I did, I came to this solution because I realized Jack had mentioned it to me, my daughter had mentioned it to me, and I had to admit that there sometimes that feeling wells up. Like in this instance, at work, it ruined the whole rest of my afternoon. So I decided that what I would do and what I try to do, even to this day, is when I get that feeling, when that feeling starts welling up, that I just stop and take a few seconds and pray silently. Unless I'm alone, then I can pray out loud. But I just say, "Okay, Lord, what is the most humble thing I can do right in this moment? I've got to make a decision. I've got to make uh, some steps what's the humblest thing I can do right now in this circumstance? And it really has calmed my soul when I do that. And in fact, at work, two days later, the exact same scenario came up when I called the other department and I asked them to help me. And I was looking at the policies of the company I was working for I had made a plan of action in my mind and called this other department to carry out that plan of action for me. And the first thing that the young man said was, I can't do that for you. Now, he had access to the same database of information that I have. Then he told me, he gave me a few things to tell the the customer and and to go back and to do. So I said to him, I still remember his name. His name is Tom. And I said, "Okay, Tom. I'm going to do exactly what you ask me to do. But I'm looking at the policy here and this is in no by no means a pushback, but I'm looking at the policy here and it seems to me like you can you can actually help me. You can do what I've asked you to do. And so what I'm hoping you will do for me is take a look at that policy again and let me know how I'm misreading it so that I don't bother you anymore and waste your time and that I don't waste my time and that I don't waste our customers' time either. Astonishingly, his response was as different as my response had been earlier in the conversation before. He said, well, let's wait a minute. Maybe I have something wrong and I had thought he'd looked up the policy but he hadn't so he said let me look at the policy again so he looked at the policy again and he said you're right this has changed I'm going to get this done for you tell the customer and then he told me what to tell the customer now what a difference that that made just that little bit of humility to stop and say you know what? I don't think I'm wrong could you help show me how I'm wrong Turn that whole conversation around, and I have been following, trying to follow that practice ever since. If somebody cuts me off on the on the road, if somebody cuts me off, you know, while I'm on the freeway, uh, if I get an attitude from somebody at a store, then I try to stop and say, "Okay, what's the most humble thing I can do right now?" Instead of causing a conflict it really has helped bring calmness to my soul and even though every once in a while I still do get that grumpy old man feeling welling up when I stop say my grumpy old man prayer it really helps it helps not only the circumstance but it helps me and even if it doesn't change the circumstance I am now calmer more able to handle it handle it like I think God wants me to at this point in humility the rest of the day goes more smoothly. I don't ruin my day because of uh, an angry reaction to something. And the other day, as I was watching a news program which was bothering me, it occurred to me that that might be a good practice for Christians everywhere, all the time, in any circumstance. As I was listening, uh, watching, the uh, reading the news story, I, I stopped and prayed for myself humility how can I react to this what can I do in this situation and I thought you know that's what actually led to this devotion because I thought that might be a good practice for us as Christians to just stop so when you do feel whatever emotion you may struggle with as you as you read the news or listen to the news or watch the news, however you get your information, and you start to, to struggle with anxiety or the lack of patience or the lack of humility or the lack of hope, even as Christians, we're supposed to be full of hope, and you begin to struggle with that, I truly believe if you might just stop, take a beat or two, and ask God to calm your anxiety, or to give you peace, or to give you the patience or the humility you need, or to remind you, help remind your soul of the hope we have in Jesus. I truly believe that the Holy Spirit will bring more tranquility to your soul through that simple prayer, through that the simplicity of renewing your reliance on Him in your prayer in that moment you might give it a try. In either case, I really do thank you Jesus for being our savior and caring for our hearts and you care about every circumstance, Lord Jesus, and you give us strategies from your word to help make us more closely follow you and more see uh, and see more of the integrity that we need to see in our lives through our reliance on you. Help us, Lord, to do that. Help us to stop, take a minute, And in my case, just ask you, what's the most humble thing I can do right now? And I do thank you for the calmness that it has brought my soul. My brothers and sisters, I really do appreciate you listening, and I do hope that helps. For today, uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you.
0: Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Free Range Preacher. We hope you enjoyed it and will join us for our next broadcast coming up soon. For Fred and myself, this is Richard Durrington saying, make it a godly, fun-filled day.